or in problem number seven, let me switch colors. The average of, of the weights of 14 books is p pounds. In terms of p, what is the total weight of the books in pounds? So this, is, this comes up all the time, the SAT. The average of 14, weights of 14 books is p pounds, right? So if you had, if you had weight 1 plus weight 2 plus, I would add all 14 books, right? That's just the weights of all the 14 books. And I were to divide by 14, that is equal to p, right? This is just the definition of average. You add up the weights of all the books, divide by the number of books, and you get the average. Well, if you multiply both sides by 14, you get w1, you get the sum of all of the weights of the books, right, is equal to what? p times 14. And what are they asking? In terms of p, what is the total weight of all of the books? Well, this is the total weight of all of the books, right? I just take you know the weight of the first one plus the weight of the second one and keep adding until I get to the weight of the 14th. And that is equal to p times 14. And that is choice e, 14p. Choice e. Next problem, problem 8. Let me draw problem 8. Let me draw the axes. x and y, and then they draw in a different color. So they have point A, point A, which is 2, negative 1. So it's 2, comma, negative 1. So this is, this is the point x is equal to 2. If we were to go down, this is y equal negative 1. And then have point B, point B, which is kt. And then have point C up here, C. 2 comma 5. So it's 2 comma, this is 5. Right? Point B is the midpoint of AC. So point B is this midpoint of AC. Right? So this distance is the same as that distance. What is the value of T? So what's its y value? We know what K is, right? K is going to have to be 2. Right? So what's the y value? So the y value is essentially just going to be the average of this y value and that y value, because it's right in the middle of the two. So what's 5, so it's going to be 5 plus minus 1 over 2, which is equal to what? That's equal to 4 over 2, which is equal to 2. So this point right here is going to be 2 comma 2. And all I did is I took the average of the y values. The other way you could have, you could have thought, thought about it is, what is this total distance? What's the distance from 5 to negative 1? Well, that's 6. So this distance would be 3. And what's 5 minus 3? It's 2 as well. But the easiest way is just to average this y value and this y value, and you'll get the y value for the midpoint. And that is choice C. Next problem. Problem 9. So far, I didn't have to draw anything. This is pretty good. If k, k times 2x plus 3 times x minus 1 is equal to 0. And they also tell us that x is greater than 1. What is the value of what is the value of k? So let's see, if for for this times this times this to equal 0, at least one of them has to be equal 0. Maybe more maybe more than one, maybe all of them, right? In in order for this term to be 0, what does x have to equal? Well, for x to be 0 here, x for this term to be 0 sorry 
x would have to be equal to 1, right? How did I get that? I said x minus 1 is equal to 0. Add 1 to both sides, x is equal to 1. Well, they told us that x is greater than 1. So x cannot equal 1. So this cannot happen. That cannot happen, because x is greater than 1. So we know that this is not 0. This term is not, this might not equal, that's not equal to 0. What has to be, what, what has to be a value for x for this term to be 0? 2x plus 3 equals 0. Subtract 3 from negative both sides. 2x is equal to minus 3. x is equal to minus 3 halves. Once again, they tell us that x has to be greater than 1. If x is greater than 1, we know that x cannot be minus 3 halves, because obviously this is less than 1. So we once again, we know that this term does not equal 0. So if this term doesn't equal 0, this term doesn't equal 0. But when I multiply all three of these terms, I get 0. This k has to equal 0, right? This is non-zero, this is non-zero. If I'm getting 0 when I multiply them, k has to be 0. And that's choice b. Next problem. All right, problem number 10. Let me see if I have enough space to do it. Gee, I should never just I should just clear it every time. Problem 10. If all men in the Williams family are over 6 feet tall, that's not true of my family, of the Kahn family, but maybe one day if we eat right. Which of the following statements must be true? If all of the men in the Williams family are over 6 feet tall, which of the following statements must be true? Choice A. No man under 6 foot tall is a member of the Williams family. Sure. That sounds good to me. Choice A. No man under 6 feet tall is a member of the Williams family. For example, I am 5 foot 9. If I was a member of the Williams family, then the first statement could not have been said that all men in the Williams family are over 6 feet tall. So that, that makes sense. All men in the Williams family are over 6 feet tall. So that means that no man under 6 foot tall is a member of the Williams family. Because if there were, then that, you couldn't have said that all men in the Williams family are over 6 feet tall. That probably required the most talking and the least writing on my behalf, but hopefully that's a convincing answer. Problem 11. Let me know if it wasn't. What is the radius of a circle that has circumference of pi? The radius, that, OK, so we know that circumference is equal to 2 pi r, right? And they're telling us that the circumference is pi. So pi is equal to 2 pi r. Divide both sides by 2 pi, you get pi over 2 pi is equal to radius. Divide the numerator and the denominator by pi. You get 1, 1. So you get 1 half is equal to the radius. And that is choice b. Pretty straightforward, eh? Problem 12. Problem 12. If y is directly proportional to x squared, and y equals, OK, so when I say directly proportional, that means y is equal to some constant. We don't know what it is. y is equal to some constant times x squared. That's what directly proportional means. It means it's some constant times x squared. OK, y is directly proportional to x squared. And y is equal to 1 eighth when x is equal to 1 half. So y is equal to 1 eighth is equal to k times when x is 1 half, right? So when x is 1 half, that's all we're saying. So what does this tell us? That means that 1 eighth is equal to k times 1 fourth. Multiply both sides by 4 times 4. You get 4 eighths is equal to k, right? Because this cancels out. And what 4 eighths is the same thing as 1 half. So the relationship is y is equal to 1 half x squared. 
And now what are they asking us? What is the positive value of x when y is equal to 9 halves? So they're saying when y equals 9 halves, let's solve for x and the positive value. 9 halves is equal to 1 half x squared. Multiply both sides by 2. This 2 cancels here. This 2 cancels here. I was multiplying. So you get 9 is equal to x squared. So they want the positive value of x. So x could be plus, x is equal to plus or minus 3. And they want the positive value, so x is equal to positive 3. And that's choice D. Choice D. OK, I think, let me do the next problem in the next video. I'll see you soon.